3: It's hour two on this Monday, as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We'll recap the college football weekend, courtesy of Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports, former college coach. He'll join us a little bit later on. Mike Tirico in the on deck circle. He was on the call last night. We'll talk to Mike here coming up in a moment. Phone calls 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle the dp show. Tonight, Seahawks at the Giants. The Seahawks are favored by two. Chiefs hold off the Jets last night. Bills roll the Dolphins. Ugly losses for the Bengals and the Patriots. The Niners and Eagles are 4-0. How about the Texans? That might have been the most surprising result of the weekend, That they handled the Steelers impressively. The Ravens rolled the Browns, but a lot of focus. Most of the focus was last night with the Jets. At the Meadowlands with Zach Wilson, and I thought Zach Wilson played pretty well. And if you would have had the prop bet of Zach Wilson with a better QBR than Patrick Mahomes, you would be a winner. Here is Zach Wilson on his performance.
4: Yeah, that's on me. I, you know, critical situation. I can't I can't have a play like that. I cannot drop the ball. You know, and this team is sacrificing a lot. You know, guys were making plays. Defense was making plays. O-line was protecting. The receivers were making plays. And to be driving right there and to, to drop a snap... You know, I cannot do that. You know, I lost us that game, and I cannot do that. And I was making it clear to those guys that I need to be better. I need to be better on the little things, the details. It can't happen.
3: Do you feel better if you're a Jets fan? If I would have said prior to the game, how do you feel going in? And if I would have said after the game, how do you feel? Yes, Marvin.
5: You know what? The entire second half, it was a lot of, all right, let's go. And I think the the Sauce Gardner holding penalty kind of took the – like encouragement away because they were just so angry because it went from, oh, man, I'm so happy we're in this game to, damn, we could have won this game if not for that call. But I think uh, most of the second half, end of the first half going into all of the second half, basically, Jets fans, they were all in. Like, all right, Zach, all right. They were moving the ball. The uh, Chiefs defense could not stop them at all.
3: Yeah, uh, I would have been encouraged by it and just the fact that it's a big moment, that's the biggest moment of his career. you got Aaron Rodgers there, Taylor Swift's in the building, all eyes are on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then, oh, by the way, you play well, and then you're in the game, tie the game, and then you lose in dramatic fashion. Yes, Seaton.
0: But see, that's my problem with it, is not to be like uh, Debbie Downer necessarily, but you play well enough to where you could have won that game, and ultimately it's your quarterback that still failed you. Yeah. He did look good. He came out in the second half on fire. There's no doubt about that. That drive where he went five for five was was really impressive. He looked great, and it was like, hell yeah, kid. Like, just let it rip. Just go nuts. But ultimately, you get Patrick Mahomes two
3: interceptions, and you still don't win. That's tough. Uh, Josh in Fort Wayne. Hi, Josh. What's on your mind? Thanks, Josh. Gus in L.A. Hi, Gus.
6: Good morning, Mr. Patrick. Hope you and the boys had a great weekend. Uh, Hey, who's proud to be a Bears fan today? Nobody. (laughs) Uh, Well, same thing with the Steelers, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, Time for worst of the weekend was my USC Trojans defense, one of the worst I've seen, and then just pretty much all around my Steelers. That was pathetic. Uh, Best of the weekend, aside from seeing Fritzie's face probably when the score went final, was – I'm not sure if you boys saw this – Justin Herbert in the Raiders-Chargers game gets smashed running out of bounds, and the Raiders player did that on the Chargers sideline, and watching almost the entire Chargers organization surround this Raiders player and, like, the guy questioning whether he should just, you know, kill himself just to avoid the beatdown that he's about to receive. That right there, it's like, yo, the Chargers, they may not be the best team in the NFL, but you cannot question the way that they are about their own people right there. That was a pretty cool thing to see in that victory. As always, you boys have a great week.
3: Thank you, Gus. Mike Tirico on the call with Chris Collinsworth last night. Next Sunday, it'll be a battle of two of the best in the NFC. The Cowboys and the 49ers kick off at 820 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. And Mike Tirico, kind enough to join us. Mike, thanks for joining us. Take us into the production meeting of what to expect Everything that's discussed leading into that game, including Taylor Swift.
7: Hi, DP, uh, yeah, we we started talking. Gosh, I guess I guess really a week ago today. Of you know, does Taylor show up in New York, and if so, how do you strike the balance? And then I think it was Dan either late Monday or Tuesday when the ratings from the Chiefs Bears blowout came out, and you saw that the viewership with the age group that would be the Swifties, women eighteen to forty nine. It was still higher than normal, and the game was terrible. So you thought there might be a factor. As the week went on, the NFL bought in and all that stuff. So you had an idea that you'd have a different audience. My approach and our producer, Rob Hyland, we we talked about this a lot during the week. We kind of landed landed the plane here. We've got an average of about 20 million viewers every week. You've got to be loyal to those viewers, but just welcome in the people who might be watching, might be sampling the game, and just try to find a balance. Are there too many Taylor Swift shots? Are there not enough? You could debate that all week, depending on which side of the aisle you're on. So we just try to strike a balance, not let it take away from the game, and thankfully we ended up having a pretty good game.
3: Anything that comes close to that, the surrealness of it? You mean the Taylor factor? Yeah, I mean, there's celebrities there. Yeah. Rogers is back in the building. Uh right. I mean, this is a different game that you're calling. I don't know if you've had anything that was similar.
7: No, no, because you could truly make the argument, and this is no disrespect to the reigning MVP of the league, who is the face of the league, I think, right now, in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you can't go a quarter watching the NFL without seeing Mahomes hawking something, right, and selling something on a commercial. But the two people of the most intrigue and interest in the stadium were sitting in suites in Aaron Rodgers and Taylor Swift. So that, that was a little different. We've done games where presidents or celebrities or big stars from other sports are sitting there. But I think that the phenomenon that we saw this summer with Taylor Swift combined with the phenomenon we saw this summer with Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets, but those two are an intersection that I've <laughs> never been around for a game. Not, not at all. So it kind of made for a cool night.
3: We're one month into the season. If you were going to declare something, what would you declare? A team, I a player? The,
7: yeah, I thought the AFC was so much better than it has been. And maybe it'll kind of play itself out the next couple of months. And, and I'll, I'll go to the, this headline, Dan. I think the Jets are okay, even though they're 1-3. So if I, if I tell you that you're going to play Kansas City and Buffalo and Dallas, and you're going to end up in those three games going one and two, that's okay because those are the best. Those are in the velvet rope, inside the velvet rope. Those are VIP teams, I think, in the NFL. I think most people would agree. The Patriots' loss is going to be a bad one for them, but you all have a, a bad loss or two as the year goes on, and thus the margin for error with the Jets is gone. But I think the AFC, we thought, would have more really good teams. It's not there right now. Two of the AFC East, right? The AFC North everybody's beat up Baltimore looks a notch above everybody Cleveland struggling with the offense picket injury in Pittsburgh and obviously Burrow in Cincinnati. AFC South Houston's been a big surprise for, I think all of us, nobody's been dynamic and dynamite there and out West, the chargers look a little bit better. The chiefs have been good. The other two teams, not so much. So I think there's going to be an opportunity for a nine and eight or an eight and nine to get in
3: out of the AFC. Did you get a chance to talk to Zach Wilson, um, Prior to the yeah. game, you guys sit down yeah. with him in a production meeting?
7: We did. We, we, we sat with him for 15, 20 minutes, for sure.
3: And what, what strikes you? What uh, jumps out at you?
7: I, I didn't get this line in the game, so I'm glad I'm on so I can get it in now. I, Dan, I, I think he's got a little bit of tabloid Teflon on him now. I think he got beat up by the back pages and the New York press so much for you know, getting benched a couple of times. You're the savior, you're the franchise guy, year one. Okay, it's a rookie year, year two. It's really tough. You get hurt in the first quarter of the preseason. You get benched. You get all the stories of what's his personal life and all this other stuff. And he went through all of that. He came through the other side. And this year he actually was enjoying the process of being with Aaron Rodgers and learning how to be a backup quarterback, learning this new system. I mean, he was given a guy who's got you know all those skins on the wall – to learn from, and he was just soaking up all of it. I don't think he expected to get thrown in. So now that he does, he's seen that he's taken the heat and survived it. So I think he actually has a much fresher approach to it, and I thought he played really well last night. Chris Collinsworth, who's all over it from that second drive in the second quarter on, that might have been the best night that Zach has had, and he's had a yeah. good game. Yeah. He had a really good game. I, I think he's going to be alright. I think they're going to be alright. I do.
3: Any chance? Did you talk to Aaron Rodgers?
7: I did. I did. I actually went down to the field before the game, as we usually do. And Aaron was just sitting on the bench. Uh, it was really before a lot of folks got on the field. And we spoke for about 15 minutes. I found him to be, you know, one, he said he was just gutted. It just broke him um, when he got hurt. He, he just couldn't believe it. But he, is, he has been diving in full, full steam to his rehab uh, as aggressive as possible. He's, he's great because he loves a chip on his shoulder. And I started talking about next year, and he's like, hey, you never know. You know, he's trying to, he's trying to edge back to this year. And then even he alluded to, Look, why are you saying just one year, right? I'm not coming back just for one year. I'm coming back. Um, so he, he's got a great positive energy about him. And Dan, I think this person is going to help the Jets going forward. One for Zach Wilson, two for the entirety of the offense. The best defense, Lyman, Chris, hold up.
3: Uh, I, think, I think we got a bad connection there, Mike. Uh, safe, safe travels home, and uh, I know you got 49ers and Cowboys, and we appreciate you joining us. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Seton, could you recap the poll question from hour one and what we're going to go with in hour two?
0: Yeah, Dan, our one we have up there, uh, well, we actually put up two. We put up uh, just for fun, whose future do you like more, the Panthers or the Bears?
1: Right now the <laughs> Panthers are running away with that one.
3: Another L for the Bears, I, I would probably say the Bears only because of next year. The possibility that they could get the first and second pick in the draft. And they're going to have a new head coach, and the possibilities there. But the, but the Bears are always, hey, next year, man, we got a high draft pick. Yes, yes it feels like there's not a lot of faith in what the bears are going to do with those draft picks <laughs> well that if, might be hurting you're but... right you're right i always bring that up that's the adage of we got a lot of draft picks and i always say who is making the picks that's a bigger deal for me yeah. uh what else what are we going to go with with our two uh
0: well our one we also had up their worst loss of the weekend your options were duke dolphins uh mm. steelers patriots Bengals. it's actually Bengals. of the vote, followed by the Patriots, 21%. That's a big loss for the Patriots. How
3: about the best loss of the weekend? Best loss of the weekend, Uh, Bears. (laughs) Okay. For the overall future of the uh, franchise, yes. Yes, Todd. I'm going to go Jets
8: because I thought Zach looked really good. He can build on what he did against the Chiefs. They got something there. It's not automatically a disaster season the rest of the way.
0: Yeah. yeah, And and it is true. Somebody on Twitter pointed out that down the stretch, there were a lot of big drops by uh, Jets wide receivers that really would have
3: changed the game. I think they were surprised that the ball was actually on target. And they're (laughs) like, oh, my God, you know, hit me right in the hands. You know what? Zach Wilson has been a pinata, and I thought that he played well. And that's a big stage, and nobody expected anything out of him. Now, can he play like this? He gives you those glimpses, and you go, well, okay. But here's your best case scenario Rodgers comes back, and Zach Wilson doesn't play for a couple of years. And then what? I want him to play. He needs to play. And you need to see if he is the future. Because it might be hey, you're just a backup, and you're going to be a backup for Aaron Rodgers. And then there's so many good quarterbacks who come into the league now. It's not, wow, you got an Andrew Luck or a John Elway. You got this standalone guy. You probably have five quarterbacks who will be drafted in the first round this year. Right? Probably five. Now, if you're a franchise, you want that quarterback. You don't want Zach Wilson in a couple of years. I get that guy on a rookie contract. That's the formula for all of these teams. You get a quarterback who overproduces and allows you to keep players, go out and sign players, and then you hope that he gives you a team-friendly extension that you can keep him for the next five years. That's that's your hope. And if you don't have that, it's really hard to build that team. And if you've got a big ticket at quarterback and you're not playing well, then you want to reload. You want to, let's go. Let's Go back in and, you know, get another quarterback here. That's the strategy now. Yeah, Marv. So 30
5: years ago, what was the time frame for a high draft pick quarterback to show what he can do before you guys move on for him?
3: A couple of years. I mean, Joe Montana waited. Brady waited. Uh, I remember Air McNair. He sat for three years behind Chris Chandler, I think. Philip Rivers sat. I mean, you'll get Manning who played, but then when I watched Manning play, I I was like, he's not ready to play. John Elway, when he first started. And I think Elway's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen, but he wasn't ready to play. And if you go to a bad team, it was just different back then. The defense was on par with the offense back then. Now you come in and you're able to get away with a lot. Uh, What you're running in college, they're running in the pros. Now you have coaches who take what you do in college and translate that into doing that in the NFL. It used to be, hey, I'm going to draft you, but this is the kind of quarterback, or this is this is our system. That's not the case anymore. The system is the quarterback they're bringing in. Yeah, Pauline.
2: If you go back to John Elway, who you could fairly say is one of the premier prospects at quarterback in the history of the NFL, his rookie year, he was 4-6. and six. He was a 47% passer. He threw seven touchdowns and 14 picks. Yeah. That's worse than Josh Rosen, and he was replaced in the year. I mean, Elway is horrible as rookie year. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning led the NFL in interceptions his rookie year. Yeah. He had a lot of touchdowns, but like until, until we got to the Cam Newton era, rookie quarterbacks didn't do good work. These
3: quarterbacks aren't necessarily better than these quarterbacks we're mentioning, but they're better prepared to come in right away and play. You're going to see their ceiling sooner than you would Elway or Peyton Manning and some of these other quarterbacks. Uh, Air McNair. Because they're going to come in, they're going to have success because they're ready to play. These quarterbacks, as great as they were, weren't ready to play. And it showed. Yes, Marv.
5: Does it help now that college and pro both kind of run the same systems? Yeah. As opposed to 20 years ago where it's yeah. like eye formation. This isn't your stupid spread offense at well, Houston or wherever. Well,
3: college football, you know, the offensive philosophy changed the NFL. You know, you had Belichick going down to Texas Tech to see what Mike Leach was doing. Like These pro co- coaches want to find out what the college coaches are doing. Most of your innovations came from college. And that's why the pros want to see it. And now, how do I make that work with you know my team? All right, let me take a break. We'll come back. It's Declaration Day. Seton already gave us his declaration. The Bengal season's over. All right. It's Declaration Day. We'll come back with that. More phone calls as well. Dan Patrick Show. LifeLock. Do you know that this is Cyber Security Awareness Month? Time to protect yourself. Be cyber smart and start with LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. We have personal information we put out. It's like we put it out, we don't even think about it. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. If loans are taken out in your name, crimes committed uh, by thieves... Uh, if You need to have somebody who can help you if you're a victim of identity theft. A dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats that you may not spot on your own. Help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. And make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or you go to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK for 25% off. October. Cyber Security Awareness Month. Protect yourself. LifeLock. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
5: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that.
0: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
5: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes.
3: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction.
2: Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick
3: 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick slash promos. Little uh, Meet Friday songs. The classics. <laughs> All righty. There good you go. Voice. That sounds good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So once again, uh, Meat Friday coming up this Friday. Paulie could weasel out of the bet because if the Bears happen to beat the commanders, then they would get a win before the next Meat Friday. Therefore, he would get to eat with the rest of us.
2: Yes, Paul. Now, weasel's an interesting word because I didn't create that situation yeah. or ask for it. So I will yield that. So no one thinks I'm weaseling out of any punishment. I will take no meat Friday. It's up to the room. I'll let the room decide. You guys decide the bets. Um, if because the Bears did lose, it, head to it for a No, team. no,
3: no. They're, it's a quirk in the schedule.
2: Okay, and I'm fine with that. Because I'm willing to tap out on this Meat Friday no. as punishment for the loss of the Broncos.
3: No, I, I like the quirk in the schedule. Yeah. I think it's a funny little yes. Now wrinkle. I care about Thursday night football. That's true. Right. I cared about a Broncos game that I didn't care about. Now I'm going to care about the Commanders against the Bears.
2: Maybe I'll transform to be a pescatarian for the week to kind of yeah. wean myself off meat.
3: But, well, we have some leftover salmon yes. that's in the refrigerator. It's always week. good, you know, like a week later. Oh, yeah. 4 40 old salmon's <laughs> the best. <laughs> and we just left it out on the counter, so it's going to be really, um. really good. Uh, now, if the Bears happen to lose, then you're going to miss two meat Fridays. Correct? Yes. But Correct. if they win, then you get to have meat Friday. It just happened that way that the Broncos were playing the Bears, and the Bears so weaseling out of a bet is not not a fair assessment of the situation. But if Paulie could have weaselled out of the bet, then you know maybe you would have brought in a lawyer as you've done before. Right. There could be litigation. Right.
2: Bringing my own chef? <laughs> yes, I Thought have, about that? Yeah, yeah. I Kings
3: Hawaiian they reached out and go, we feel bad that Paul may miss out on Meat Friday. I go, no, that it's a bet that there's stakes. I mean, pun intended. That you know, there's a lot of things at play. Yes, he. Maybe we can get uh King's Hawaiian to jump in for
0: Paul's first Meat Friday back. As like uh, "Hey, you're back. Here's some mm. sliders." Yeah. Okay. Sliding uh, back into Meat Friday <laughs> next year. <Yeah>. October
2: 2024. <laughs> Whenever that may be. <laughs> or Meat Friday or we could uh we love King's Hawaiian. I love King's Hawaiian. They could host Meat Thursday as my send-off to meat. Like I say goodbye to meat for mm. a while. And mm. we all get to eat.
3: No, because I can't give you that this Thursday prior to the game.
2: How about I host Meat Thursday? And no. I don't no, participate. No, no, no. no, there's
3: no no, there's no Meat Thursday. It's Meat Friday and we'll see if you get to enjoy because it will be quite a feast. It'd be great. Yes. And it's just meat this time. We're not having salmon or any kind of seafood. All right. Are you fine with that, Todd? I mean, that Paulie, there's a little loophole there in the schedule, and he's going to take advantage of it if the Bears win.
8: No, I think uh, Paulie said it, and you said it the right way. There's a quirk in the schedule. That's right. just the way it worked out that Chicago played Denver, both winless, and they happen to have a Thursday night game, so
3: it's all good. All right, thank you, Todd. It's Declaration Day. Seaton already set the stage. He gave you the example that the Bengals' season is done. It's a wrap. It's, it's done. Yeah. Todd, Declaration Day.
8: Bill Belichick will not be coaching the Patriots beyond this season.
3: Whoa. What? Whoa, well, will it be mutual? Will it be the Patriots side of this? They will
8: want the public to think that it's mutual. But okay. we don't know what goes on behind closed doors.
3: His worst loss of his head coaching career, losing by thirty five to Dallas. Marvin Declaration Day. Oh, that's a good one. You know what? Did the- you forget? Did you forget to come up with something? Did I forget? Yeah. No, I didn't care that much. Well, um, well, we are doing a show, and you seem a bit tired. No,
5: no, I'm ready. I did a look-in.
3: I'm here. What do you
5: got? I got the Ravens will host the AFC title game.
2: Okay. Yeah. Paulie? I'd like to go two-part if I can. All right. I think you'll like both of these. The Dallas Cowboys. Click, 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 click,
4: click, 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 <laughs> click, click, click.
2: Uh. Will not make the NFC title game because of their goal line offense. They're go- they- when everything's going well and they score a lot of points, people overlook, the goal line offense is not great. They're not scoring a lot in the red zone, whatever you want to call it, goal line red zone. They don't really run deck like they used to around that area of the field. Tony Pollard's great, but not necessarily a hammerback. Mm-hmm. They may miss Zeke Elliott near the goal line, and that's why they will miss the NFC title game.
3: Zeke is done. I mean, that's not my declaration. That's obvious. Oh, yeah. I, but when they got him and I go, he, he has nothing left. They were smart to move on. They should have moved on a, a few years earlier. But you're watching him with New England. I think he had six carries, 15 yards. But, know, yeah, have Pollard in there. And that's, you know, he's a great, great home run threat. What's the other one, Paulie?
2: All right. Now, this is very reactionary, which I know we like. The Houston Texans at two and two. Will win the AFC South. Whoa! Now, I have I gotta be honest, I've haven't wa- I've only watched a little Texans here and there. Okay. Red zone-ish. Okay. They look fantastic. Their schedule's really friendly. And the Jacksonville Jaguars going 0-2 has opened the door a little bit. Jaguars have more tough games going down the second half of the season than the Texans do. Texans have a ton of winnable games. Texans win the AFC South.
3: I was going to go with Fritzi's where Bill Belichick is not coaching next year. But you have to throw in the caveat of they want him to break Don Shula's all-time record. I don't know how many wins he's away from Shula's record, but that moment, everybody loves to, you know, bring out, uh, you know, open up the scrapbook, and all the players come back. And then Belichick is there, and you you get to christen him as the winningest coach in NFL history. They should rename the Super Bowl trophy. He's 10 away, so it's not going to happen this year. But let's say they end up with, Seven wins. Do you bring him back if he's three away? Would that be reason enough to bring him back? Is he, is, is he what's holding you back? I think you also have to ask that. And if he's making all the calls, he's the GM and he's the coach, Mac Jones is not going to be there next year, I don't think. Uh, they've built a, a respectable defense, but you just lost Matthew Judon and... Lost that cornerback, too. I don't know how Oh, yeah. He uh, got hurt. Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if he's out or I haven't checked on that, but he, he left the game injured. I think as soon as he left, the Cowboys went right at his replacement. They did. So they've yeah. lost, I think, three or four defensive backs. Uh, so that defense is not formidable. Your offense is not good. It's offense. It's A-W-L offense. That's the way it should be spelled because it's it's not threatening. And Mac Jones... Um, maybe if he's on another team, maybe, but I just don't see it. Yeah, Paul.
2: I wonder if Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, looks at Bill Belichick and says, "Yes, he could still coach," but I don't think he can. We can bring in free agents with him here. When Brady was there, people wanted to play for that team because they were going to be in the Super Bowl every yeah. year. Yeah. And Bill Belichick's style, I do not think, plays with young free agents. They don't necessarily spend anyway. So you have a combination of a a franchise that doesn't spend historically, and a old school. Tyrant type coach, for the lack of a better word, that does not work well with twenty six year olds who are looking to join a team.
3: Well, they also look at Belichick. When you're winning, and then his quirks are funny, and by hey, you'd be surprised how funny he is, and you know just. And then all of a sudden you're not winning, and then all of a sudden it's like, has he lost touch with this team? Yes, he. So is the idea right now that the game has passed him by? Is that kind of what we're dancing around? I don't think on the field, but I think what he puts on the field, I think that's always been questioned, that he can sometimes find those guys that nobody else would find. Mm. But then when he has a high draft pick, I don't know what how well he does when he has that. Now, they don't normally have high draft picks because they were winning, but it just feels like he's whiffed at the skill position players. Now he's got some of those running backs you can fill in, plug and play, and it felt like he would get one of those running backs every other year. You go, Oh, okay. That's a Kevin Falk type guy. They just they don't have anything that you're watching and you're going, Man, that guy he can stretch the defense, or that guy can make you miss. That guy can make the big throws. They don't have that. Damn. They have they have Tyquan Thornton who is like, he should
0: be that guy, but they never play him. Uh and I mean I guess Bill Belichick knows why they don't play him, but he's like their most electrifying player, and he never sees the field.
3: Well, who was uh, Nikhil Harry <laughs> that Tom wouldn't even throw it to him? That was his, that was a massive whiff. Yeah, Nikhil Harry. Like it got so bad that he was like, "I'm not throwing the ball to him." Yeah, it. that was a huge whiff. Yeah, Paulie.
2: I went back and looked at that. We were talking about Nikhil Harry. He played um, wide receiver at uh, Arizona State. Yeah, people loved the draft pick. Yeah, people loved the decision to draft him because it was around the time like. Why aren't you guys out helping Tom Brady? And they took a big, strong college receiver who was he was an alpha dog in college. He yeah. just didn't work out. They loved the pick. So how many is he behind on
3: Shula? Fritz, you just sent me something that he's 17 behind. Yeah, including the postseason.
8: Oh, okay. It looks like he's a 17 behind Shula. All
3: right. All right. So that that's not going to happen for a couple of years. It's worth the couple of years, though. Don't you think you owe that to him? Do you?
0: I think you they missed I think the playoffs. Absolutely do. What, four years? They're
3: going to miss playoffs this year. It's arguably the, the it's the the, the greatest mm. run a team has ever had. Do you keep Bill Belichick just so he's going to break that record like as a Patriot? Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you're Robert Kraft, you say our team is not threatening. Dolphins are young. Bills are still good, and Rogers is going to come back with the Jets next year, and you're going to be the fourth best team in that division again. Are you okay with winning eight games, seven games? Each of the next two seasons. How do you not put up with a couple of down years compared to 20 phenomenal years? Do we do that with players? We don't do that with players like the Patriot way. Should we be taking the Patriot way with Bill Belichick? Yes, Mark.
5: You took the words out of my mouth literally because that's what Bill Belichick would have done.
2: I'm going to cut you a would year Bill too Belichick, early. Bill
3: Belichick, the GM, fire Bill Belichick, the coach? Oh, last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: Paul. You're right. It, it would be hypocritical of Bill Belichick to not see this. But yeah, if I'm if I'm uh, the Since ta-
0: when are people of, uh, <laughs> in power guilty of being hypocrites? I, well, that's a shocking development. <laughs> Belichick
2: is the greatest head coach in NFL history, no matter if he breaks Don Shula's regular season record or not. I think Don Shula has two rings. and Does he have three champions? two rings, I think. Belichick's way more. It's not even really that close. You don't need the regular season wins to help your...
3: Would Belichick the GM fire Belichick the coach? And the answer is yes. I believe so. Yes, Marv.
5: Now, these past couple of years of the Patriots means, man, Tom Brady's really the greatest <laughs> who did it.
3: I wonder if he's benefited from this. Like, he's been elevated even higher because now it feels like, oh, okay, so who's more important? Yeah, you. It feels more like Bill Belichick, the coach, should be advocating for the guy who keeps making these crappy
0: draft picks to get fired. <laughs> you guys are giving me all these terrible yeah. players. Yeah. Follow that guy. Yeah. Is, that, oh, is that the GM? Fire yeah. him. Let's get a new Whoever GM Whoever the
3: here. GM is, you got to fire yeah. Mr. Kraft. I could coach the hell out of this team, but these ingredients are terrible. Um, is it Satan in Scottsdale? Hey, hey, Dan. Yeah, it's Saban in Scottsdale. It's, okay. Uh, first time, long time, 5'9",
4: 165. Actually, I had to meet you guys at the Super Bowl at the meet and greet outside Giant Stadium in February, which was great. Uh, I was there on Monday. Ross Tucker came out and talked to us. And oh, then, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I, when I came up to you, I, I said, uh, I have a Georgia, and I have a Gray C, And then you asked me, would well, you have a Jack? And I said, well, I got a dog named Jack. <laughs> and, you, and you laughed. But... Um, You know, my best uh, weekend was the Ryder Cup. I love it if you're a sports fan, if you're a golf fan, uh, it's the best weekend It comes every two years. I just love the competition, the camaraderie, the emotions, uh, the nationalism. I just think it's a great event. Uh, It started at 2.30 a.m. here yesterday, so I set my alarm and uh, watched it, and so um, I really enjoyed that. My worst of the weekend is the uh, U.S. Ryder Cup team, and uh, I'm not specifically talking about the play on the course. I think it's the attitude. Um, they come off as individualistic, arrogant, entitled. And, um, you know, it started on Friday with uh, Kepka calling out Rom, calling him a baby and pouting and hitting boards. And, uh, you know, I thought that was uncalled for. Yeah,
3: and, and but this has always been the knock on the U.S. team. You know, because the European team, you know, they grew up together and uh you know, they didn't have the luxuries and, and they would uh, share rooms together when they played on tour. There, there was great camaraderie with those players where the United States, you'd have individuals. You know, Tiger was an individual. Phil was an individual. So that's always been a knock there. You know, it's bad scheduling or unfortunate scheduling because, first of all, it's in the middle of the night, early morning, and it wasn't close. The European team dominated. It was great, you know, to see golf in Rome. It was beautiful, but it's football season. And, you know, if you're the United States team, you're probably happy to get out of town because maybe a lot of people didn't see the matches, didn't see you get blown out, and uh, the fact that it was on European soil. And we don't win in Europe. We haven't. It's been a couple of decades, I think. I I do like the atmosphere, but uh, the European team, they were ready. And they dominated. All right, we'll take a break. Best and worst of the weekend. Back after this. Panini America. Special shout out to our friends at Panini America. They invite you to check out their NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. One of a kind digital cards. These are the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Now, you're going to find hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats available in packs or Panini's public auctions that are located on the site. The Panini NFT platform, the only platform where you can win physical versions of your NFTs and Panini NFT trading cards, giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one of one NFTs from every pack. Panini's also been turning up the heat, signing some of the biggest names in college football. You got Quinn Ewers at Texas, freshman sensation, USC wide receiver Zachariah Branch, and Arch Manning is also in there as well. Look out for college football's top players with Panini's NIL products coming soon. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instant. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Get ready for a massive match on Sunday. Arsenal aims to take this season's title, and defending Champ Man City stands in their way. Two Titans, Premier League, head-to-head. That'll be coming up this weekend exclusively on Peacock. Also, Sunday night, Cowboys and the Niners at 7 Eastern on Football Night in America. The uh, other games to look forward to, Green Bay at uh, Vegas. You have uh, Dallas at San Francisco, Jacksonville, and Buffalo at Tottenham. So that'll be back in London, Jacksonville. Are the Jags staying there? I would imagine you would. You would stay there all week, and then uh, Buffalo comes to town.
8: Why I mean, are they moving there at this point? You could play two games back-to-back in London. Is that the plan?
3: Well, I don't know if – it feels like we're so far down the road of are we going to have a team in you know, Europe sometime. I, I'm going to guess in the next 10 years we probably will, but it feels like that. I feel bad for London because you're going, uh, I got Jags and the Falcons. This isn't any good. Would you rather have a game overseas or another Toy Story game? Oh. <laughs> the, not to jump ahead of our best and worst. I oh, apologize. Okay. If, if I just cut the line, I apologize. All right, all right, all right. We can discuss it. The Toy Story game, um, it's not for me, and I don't have kids young enough that they would have been into it, but I, I do appreciate that they're trying different things that you can still see the game, but if you want to see something in a different way, then I'm fine with that. If it helps you understand the game, get in the game, you know, there's you know, this big push of how do you uh, uh, help Taylor Swift fans understand football, you know, football for dummies, you know, that we're, we're trying to open up the game. And it's easy to be dismissive. You know, I don't understand rugby, but I'm sure somebody who does love rugby would be happy to explain that to me. Or if it's soccer, I, I think it's easy to be like, how, how do you not know football? I mean, I'm not going to take time out to tell you what you know, how this, you know, what this means, and you, why are they doing that and doing not doing this? You know, everybody has been in that situation, or you, you know, people have been in that situation, and it's easy to be dismissive. So, if it helps you understand the game, so then you continue to watch, you become a a fan as you get older. Great, I'm I'm all for that. Yes, yeah, Ed. How did people manage to learn the game before cartoons? Uh, (laughs) You usually had somebody who sat there and helped you understand it You usually had like a parent or an older brother or something Be like, so here's what's happening on this play
0: And it was a real bonding moment Where it's not being outsourced to uh, green slime (laughs) and (laughs) uh,
3: cartoons Asking questions to human beings Yeah, well There comes the quarterback
8: (laughs) That's a penalty, that means somebody did something wrong
3: would have never understood what Roger Staubach was like. This. Todd, best and worst of the weekend. <laughs> best of the weekend.
8: Kentucky Wildcats running back. Vanderbilt transfer Ray Davis runs wild in Lexington against the 22nd-ranked Gators. Is West...
3: Kentucky a football school? Though? Kentucky is a football school.
8: 280 yards, three TDs, 33-14. He also caught a nine-yard touchdown. Worst of the weekend, the now 3-2 and two LSU Tigers. Fell behind Mississippi State 21-7 after one, came all the way back, had a nine-point lead mid-fourth, only to get outscored 15-0 the rest of the way in Oxford, 55-49 Rebels.
3: Uh, Kentucky, I think, hosts Missouri coming up this weekend. Uh, Just throwing it out there. Uh, That's two uh, ranked teams. What's the other one? Washington and Oregon. And I don't know if there are any other ranked teams that will be facing off against each other. Seton, best and worst of the weekend. My super obvious best of the weekend is Christian McCaffrey. That dude, he
0: can play, turns out. Another another statement Monday, Christian McCaffrey is a real dealer.
3: Okay. If he makes the Hall of Fame one day, if he should have the GM from Carolina who traded him to the Niners be his special guest. Definitely gets at least a a couple minutes. He gets a shout-out. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He gets a shout-out. Absolutely. I don't know where Christian McCaffrey is with any of that kind of consideration I mean, I haven't heard anything uh, from anybody saying he's on target. You know, the projections, his career arc that he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yes, he. Well, depending on how far the
0: 49ers get this year, Brock Purdy's not going to get credit for that. He's going to get, hey, he got, he helped get them there, but somebody else is going to get the credit. I think Kyle for Shanahan it. is. I think Kyle Shanahan is
3: going to get the credit. But
0: if should they, say, get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl and Christian McCaffrey
3: stays healthy, yeah. he's going to get a big chunk of that, yeah. I think. And he should. And Debo was hurt. Yeah, They got a good – I mean, that's a really balanced team. And now you see them on the big stage next Sunday night against Dallas. Mm. Uh, did you have a worst of the weekend? My worst of the weekend was Trent Dilfer absolutely losing his mind on the <laughs> sideline. I never understand that coaches will plead and beg – have patience, composure, and then the coaches are the ones that lose their bleep. Like, what is going on, Trent? What are you doing? That was humiliating
8: the way he was laying into that coach.
0: Yes. Yes. More humiliating for him than for whatever
5: the coach messed up. God, it's so bad. Have composure. Marvin Best and Worst. Yeah, Sabin kind of had that same issue going on Saturday, too. Um. Best of the weekend, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Six receptions, 120 yards. Yeah. Three touchdowns, big win over Miami to show them who's who.
3: hmm
6: And
5: then uh, worst of the weekend, UConn, Utah State. So UConn scored a touchdown, and they needed an extra point to tie the game with 40 seconds left in the game. It gets blocked by Utah State, and they lose.
3: Okay, but nobody cares about that game, and you only care because you went to UConn. But – you
5: asked me what my worst of
3: the weekend was. What, Todd?
5: Get rid of Jim
8: Morrow. Bring back Randy Edsel for a third round. No,
5: no, I didn't say anything about that. I was just saying what my worst of the weekend was. I don't know anything about the coaches or anything like that. I just said what my worst was.
3: All right, Paulie, best and worst of the weekend.
2: Thanks for stealing my UConn bit, Marvin. I was going to do a whole <laughs> breakdown on that game. Uh, I'm going to go the old Miss uh, rushing offense. I love college football names, by the way, for old Miss. Great game. Quinshawn Judkins, 33 carries, 177, and Ulysses Bentley, the fourth. <laughs> The fourth. You gotta keep it going with a fifth someday, Ulysses. They ran all over LSU. That was a great game. And then no one has talked about the Missouri Tigers, Dan. They had that big game early in the season with fans storming the field. Brady Cook, their quarterback, Missouri, who's five and oh, four touchdowns. More great names, the Missouri receiving crew. Luther Burden the third had eleven catches and Theo Wees Jr. had ten.
3: Wait, is Luther Burden, Chicky Burden? Is he related to, there was a basketball player named Ticky Burden. I'm all over that. but And I don't know if he played at Missouri. Missouri will be at Kentucky coming at the, this weekend. Luther Ticky Burden played basketball.
2: I'm checking. Theo Weese Jr., Dan, by the way. <laughs> Theo Weese <Weezy>. <laughs> Jr. Yeah. Two words. Theo Weese. From the Jeffersons. Ten catches, <laughs> 118. Missouri's looking good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right, one hour to go. Rick Neuheisel will join us. We'll get his thoughts on USC Colorado. Did we learn more about USC or did we learn more about Colorado? He'll join us coming up a little bit. More phone calls as well. Best and worst of the weekend. Update the poll results as well. Gangs here: Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie. Yours truly.
0: include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
5: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App
1: Store. Game on. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.